Welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna, the podcast that celebrates the power of new beginnings. Are you ready to hit the reset button and embrace change? We believe that everyone has a story to tell, and every day is a fresh start. I'm Vicki. And I'm Joanna. And together, we're your guides on this journey. Through candid conversations, expert insights, and a sprinkle of inspiration, we'll help you harness the courage to pursue your passions and overcome obstacles. So get ready to turn the page and begin anew, because with Clean Slate, every day is a chance to write your own story. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of Clean Slate. We are so honored to have a guest in the house. I have Jeff Vandermark with Halo. So let me give you a little bit of background uh, about Jeff. Um, Him and his wife, Carrie, have been homeschooling for over 25 years. (laughs) Um, The reason why so long, they have 10 kids. Um, So both... Uh, Carrie and Jeff, they started HALO. That is That stands for Homeschool Athletic and Leadership Organization. And they started this over 13 years ago. And they have been committed to championing homeschool athletics and encouraging families in their homeschooling journey. HALO has grown to be a very successful and prominent homeschool athletic organization here in the community, offering opportunities for young athletes to excel both on and off the field or the court. Halo most recently started offering core classes in life skills. I'm all about that. I did a life skills class myself. And Jeff's passion for using athletics as a platform to share the gospel shines through in every aspect of his work as he seeks to instill values of teamwork, perseverance, and faith in the heart of the next generation. So with a deep commitment to empowering young minds and bodies, Jeff continues to make a lasting impact on the lives of all homeschool students that he comes in contact with. So Jeff and I, uh, we first met, I think it was on stage where we were promoting each of our things. I was promoting my uh, SAT boot camp, and you were promoting the athletics. So mm-hmm. Um, and I think I said something along the side because uh, I had these bright green pants on. And I said, my SAT class is as exciting as my pants. And <laughs> do you remember me saying I do. that? I do. <laughs> my kids were mortified. <clears throat> yeah. um, but that was my first um, encounter with you. And you're, you're quite a presence to be reckoned with. How tall are you? I'm 6'10". 6'10". Yeah. Yes. I, I round it to seven foot because uh, that's I'll what I it. see. I'll take it. <laughs> now, are you shrinking at all as you age or are you still holding strong? My kids would say yes, but that's because the weight of the world is on my shoulders. Um, you need to see Dr. Tim. <clears throat> right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I need to He'll get together with you. him again. <laughs> Stretch out my back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, so. totally random. Yeah. Shoe size. 14. Would you believe my husband's got you beat? Does he really? Yes. Yeah. He he is a size 15 quad E or will jump up to a 16. That's a wide foot. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's almost as wide as it is long. It is. 
I, I, I'm married to um, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> He's like walking around with blocks on his feet. <laughs> They're like clown shoes. Blocks. Yeah, I'm sure your kids did this too. They'd put on your shoes and walk around the house and yeah, you know, clown, yeah. Clown so my nine year old still does that. So yeah. she'll she'll grab them and they'll just be. You know. Is your nine year old your youngest? Yeah, she's oh. yeah. Evie Rose the, is our youngest. So the the caboose. Yes, yes. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, she is nine, going on twenty five. Yeah. Well, all like, of her all like of her girls. friends are teenagers or twenty year olds. So oh, she's an old soul. Yes. Yeah. Does she carry the wisdom? No. no. <laughs> so how old is your oldest? Massey is twenty six. Okay. So we had we had three girls in a row, then we had two boys, and then a girl, and then three boys in a row, and then and then a girl. Wow. So wow. five five boys, five girls, like you know, because I said before, we're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little tongue, love in, it. tongue in cheek, but you know I, what I'm saying. I feel like an underachiever with three. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, we we you know, people used to say. I, I always used to say you could tell how many kids a couple had by how they treated the pacifier when it fell on the floor, mm-hmm. right? The first one, it's like, throw it away, grab a new one, and maybe boil it. Boil it, mm-hmm. sterilize uh, it. By the time, trust me, by the time you get to number eight, you, you're just giving them a stick, right? <laughs> Suck on this. Well, I'm all about building the immune system. <clears throat> exactly. I think we've over-sterilized everything. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. So that kid, that eight on, they are yeah. indestructible. Oh, they're the healthiest kids we have. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's going on? Um, a lot of big things have happened just in the last couple of years with you. Uh, I mean, the athletic program continues to uh, surprise us, but it's from the standpoint of it really is – um, a situation where we're not in control. You know, the Lord's going to bring who he brings, and we're grateful for the kids that we get to interact with. Uh, Post-COVID, we have seen a rise, and, um, you know, we're, we're, homeschool, we're a homeschool family, so I live in the homeschool world. You used to be able to know, or, or the National Education Association will tell you, that if you want to know how many kids are homeschooled in your community or you're in your county, you take a percentage of your public school population. So typically the national average up until COVID was about three to 4%. Mm-hmm. So even numbers, you got 100,000 kids in your county that are public school kids, K through 12, probably somewhere around three to 4,000 kids are homeschooled in that county. Georgia had always been higher than that. Georgia had always been somewhere around five and a half to 6%. Post COVID numbers has Georgia somewhere around 14 to 15% now. Wow. It is, it is, and it is skyrocketing. And here, so here's my theory. Now I'm not, a, I'm a homeschool dad, so I'm not in, you know, I have a sociology degree. So whatever that tells you, right. <laughs> but what that tells me is this, is that, and I've heard it, parents saw virtual learning. Mm-hmm. It was a travesty, first of all, it was handled so poorly. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, they saw a two, either one of two things. Either they saw what was being taught, and they were like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Or second, they said, because this is so bad, I believe I can do it better. Mm-hmm. Right. Even even if I just put my kid in front of a computer with an online course, it's, it's going to be better. A better course, yeah. So I think that's where you see the, the meteoric rise, at least in the state of Georgia. South Carolina is close to that as well, so is North Carolina. A lot of the southeastern states are in that 
are, are, are reaching double figures in percentage of, uh, of growth as far as that goes. But so we've seen an influx of kids that, you know, normally the homeschool family, the homeschool family was, you know, the, 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 the church family, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of the homeschool families were, you know, parent families that were in church all the time. We have seen an influx of kids that, um, and we're grateful for this. this. So this this speaks to why we do what we do. First of all, when a kid comes to play for us, I tell parents all the time, I don't care where. I don't, I, first of all, I don't care if you're going to church or not. From this from this standpoint, I make no assumptions about your kid's salvation. I assume they're all going to be lost, right? So when we do things athletically and we lead vo- devotions and we lead Bible studies, what we're doing is aiming it sp- specifically and saying you need to know Jesus. And we have had more, we've had more Bible-centered, Jesus-centered conversations with parents and kids in the last, post-COVID than probably all the years leading up combined. Not because we weren't being intentional, but because of the because of the demographic that is now homeschooling mm-hmm. and looking for opportunity to play athletics. Uh, so we're so we're so grateful. Like I mean, we had a kid this year. We led a kid to Christ this year. That I was like, the season can be over. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why we do what we do. And and athletics is a great tool to teach kids about life. Uh, how do you handle adversity? How do you handle things when things don't go your way, when officials aren't calling it fairly, or you don't think it's fair, but yet you, you know, all these different things. So uh, It does. It gives you almost like this microscopic view of life in, in yeah. just a a season or even in in a particular game and in learning how to handle all of that and I mean that's that's a perfect example and um, I think some of our most successful coaches are believers mm-hmm. and they're <clears throat> able to instill what what the Bible talks about what God does for our lives mm-hmm. and and how that translates into sports I think it's a, a beautiful analogy of how how all that works yeah, my wife will always say people will gather for athletics and food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that those two things in particular draw everybody. So then, how are we going to? So since athletics has been our our forefront thing, then how are we going to utilize that for the glory of God? Mm-hmm. So, so um, Halo mm-hmm. began a, uh, an academy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in case you didn't have enough on your plate. Right, 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 right. So uh, we have been asked for a number of years to try and look at doing something academic. And Carrie and I had been, we just felt like the Lord was saying, though, there are a lot of other programs that are doing really good stuff. You don't need to enter that fray. And then pre-COVID, we started talking through it a little bit. Okay, what would that look like if we did it? If we did do it, how would we want that to be structured? And we said, okay, if we're going to do something, then then we need it to be accredited. We 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 want to go the accreditation route. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, accredit. And I and I say this to our families, accreditation is not a big deal to me. It's just not. Mm-hmm. I've sent. I see Kenyon Esther. Right. I've sent four kids to college an, an, uh, with a non-accredited transcript. Right. It's not a big deal to me, but it's a huge deal to some people. Mm-hmm. And so what we wanted to do was meet a need in a community that we felt was not being served in that arena. Um, and then the other thing that we said is we still want to maintain our focus on the homeschool kid. So what does that look like, right? So so when we started um, going through that process, again, it was pre-COVID, 
Um, I had a conversation with the accrediting agency, and they were no longer issuing accreditation at the time for non-traditional educational centers. They kind of put a freeze on that about four. It was right before COVID. And so they said, well, we, we had granted enough of those. We kind of put a hold on that. And so then I went to a friend of mine, Suzanne Chambers. So Suzanne um, and her and, and a couple of ladies a long time ago had an accreditation and had done some things for their kids when they were still in high school. I was like, hey, do you still have your accreditation? So we still, she's like, no, we let it go. So we said, okay, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna back shelf that for a little while. And then a friend of mine called me fall of last year and said, hey, they lifted the freeze. I was like, how do you know? And they were like, well, we called, so we could then call you. <laughs> <laughs> said, okay. And then, so Carrie and I started thinking about, and this was, this was August, September of 2022. So Carrie and I started praying about it, and we said, okay, well, um, if that's the case, then you know we'll at least explore it. But we really need to find a couple of people that are us, like 15 years ago, who have energy and you know drive and all these things to make it happen. And um, and so we had met with a couple of people and looked like it might be a good fit. And so we said, okay, well, so now we're into January of 2023, and we said, okay, we're going to have a little meeting with some people that are interested, at least having a conversation. So. January 7th or 8th, we, uh, we had this meeting. There were about 10 of us in the room. And we said, okay, look, if all of you are interested in helping this get off the ground, then these are the things that we need to see happen. God's going to have to move in this direction for us to kind of feel like this is what needs to be done. And, and so we said, okay, we need, you know, we, we need teachers to teach these particular classes. We need these things to get going, right? So we said, okay, well, we're all going to meet back in a month and say, okay, who, who do you have? And, you know, th those kinds of conversations. And we got back together in a month, but we had already had 20 teachers committed by the end of January. Wow. In three weeks. And I was like, uh, Carrie and I were like, doggone it, Lord. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, like more work. I, I know. All right, we're going to do this. And so, um, and so it turns out the people that were like, yeah, we want to see this happen and we're willing to come in and help run this said, nah, I don't think it's a good fit for us after all. And so we were like, oh, okay. So, all right. Well, and, and then, uh, and then the, the group that we had met with also said, so are we planning on 24, 25 school year? And we're like, no, we're just jumping in fall. Mm. And we just, I mean, we just said, all right, Lord, you want us to do it. You're going to have to bring people and you're going to have to make sure it all fits and works. You know, not all those teachers remain just because not all those classes got filled mm -hmm. first year. But I mean, we had 37 kids enrolled. That's awesome. And I'm like, we didn't even start marketing it until February. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're grateful for the church we're at. We're at Bethabara, which I think yeah, Baptist Church, which is right down from Striplings on 78. It's a great fit. Um, it doesn't. And. Um, it, you know, we, we had a lot of support from Jill Butcher at Summit. Mm -hmm. A lot of her teachers are teaching for us. Um, you know, Jill's Jill's son Caleb played basketball and soccer for us for four years, five years. We really developed her, and her husband Russ is teaching a biblical worldview class for us. So Jill was very supportive, and that was huge because because we didn't want to eat each other. That's the biggest. I'd mentioned that to you before. Right. There's there seems to be. A, um, at least this is my opinion, people may differ, but I feel like this, almost like the spirit of competition, we end up eating each other. 
And that's one of the, you know, and I'm, I'm bouncing around now, but that's one okay. of the reasons why we're doing this workshop on the 16th, which I'm so awesome. I'm so glad jo- Joanna's going to be there. Anyway, February 16th, I'll just plug it. February 16th at 6 o'clock at Bethabar Baptist Church. We're doing a homeschool one, 101 Q, Q&A. Parents come in, ask any question you want. Um, I'll be helping facilitate and talk. Joanna's going to be there to help facilitate and talk. I got another mom who's a teacher for us, Christina Dukes, who's a certified chemistry teacher and, I mean, just a great science teacher and had a couple other people that are going to be popping in. And what we want to do, though, it's not about Halo Academy. It's about helping parents homeschool. It's about equipping them, encouraging them, because we're not the answer for everybody. Summit's not the answer for everybody. Compass isn't the answer for everybody. CC, Classical Conversation, not the answer for everybody, right? But we want to help you homeschool. And we need to develop better community because there seems to be this level of competition that's there. Then we're not, we just need more unity within that homeschool community. Yeah, you were saying that you had traveled um, to South Carolina. Yeah, so we took our basketball team up to uh, National Homeschool District Tournament last weekend. So February 2nd and 3rd. And I was talking to the athletic director of the Greenville Hurricanes. And... Um, they they just started a co-op three years ago within their athletic community, but they have they have so they had 108 kids come out for basketball. Hmm. Okay, let that sit in for a second. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. They offer every sport you can think of: football, volleyball, archery, bass fishing, shotgun. You, you go down the list. Okay, 1,100 athletes, all homeschool. Wow, 1,100. Like I. I don't know if I could throw a rock and you guys get what I'm saying. I mean, it's, that is a massive amount of community. Now there are, of course, there's other co-ops and things like that in the area. And I get that, but there just seems to be, they have developed, they have figured out a way to really develop and grow community unity within that area. Where you feel like we're missing that. Yeah, I think we are. I think we eat each other. Yeah, I think that's everybody the, wants to start their own. And, yeah, and, and, and which I know sounds hypocritical because we just started ours, right? Right. But I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you and tell you this. If, if in conversation with Jill Butcher, she had said to me, I think, I think it's going to hurt Summit overall. I think you're going to hurt, hurt my, my business, if you will. I don't know if we've been so ready to jump in and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got, I've got two kids at Summit now, mm-hmm. right? So... Just driving that unity within that within our community is is, is a desire for for us. Um, if you know if if our academy is your answer, awesome. Right. But if if classical conversations is your answer, awesome. I know people there. I can help get in touch with them. Right. right? Uh, Compass, same thing. Summit, absolutely same thing. Right. So, you know, we just want to. <laughs> I was saying this to y'all earlier. Moms who homeschool live in this guilt-ridden world of, am I doing enough? If my kid's not doing well in school, then it's my fault. I'm failing. And a lot of times, in all honesty, I'm going to call out dads a little bit. And all, um, a lot of times, dad is no more involved than making sure that the check is written. And so, so when, when you get a couple who's unified in, in the approach, even if, now look, I get it. I'm, I can be the anomaly. I'm not the dad who works a nine to five. A lot of dads work nine to five. That's, and that, but that's what God's called you to do. So go do it. However, 
your primary job is still to be dad and husband in the home. And so you can be engaged in different ways. You don't have to just be ambivalent and say, here's the check and, you know, and best of luck to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in teaching, I tutored in CC for about eight years. And uh, I, I remember a dad, he, he called me and he said, I, I, I need to connect with my daughter. And the, his job, in order to maintain their house and their job, he was, he, was having to, he was having to fly to Seattle every three weeks, and he was gone for a month. Oh, home for three weeks, gone for a month, home for three weeks. And he was literally in tears going, you know, I love my kids, and how do I stay connected? And so, I mean, we came up with a game plan, and it was super helpful. And not that I have all the answers, just it's just another dad listening to a dad right. and saying, hey, I'm not in your, I'm not in your shoes but here's what I would do, right? That kind of thing. So, I think um, the communication, um, the tools that we do have can mm-hmm. actually be so yeah. much more beneficial. FaceTime, mm-hmm. um, leaving, leaving notes, yeah. um, text messages. Yeah. I'm finding that trying to connect with my adult children mm-hmm. is it, it's, I'm having to take a different approach. I know yeah. with one that I've got living at home, I occasionally will make his lunch for the day, and I, I just realize it, that's that's how I show my love to him. Mm. Uh, feed him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's boys aren't boys aren't too complicated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it, I I'll yell up to him. I said, "I've got your lunch hanging on the doorknob," yeah. and he goes, "Oh, thanks, mom." And it's just like, oh. but yeah, we right. have to find unique yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, but it, at the same time. You know that's rough. Home for three and gone. For yeah, that a was. Month. A, that's obviously not the norm, but that was. Right. Um, you know, it's an example of a dad who was being purposeful and engaging with his kids in the homeschool community right. and, and and the homeschool front. So there's just a lot of ways for dads to do that, even if they're working that typical, you know, nine to five, or if they're a blue collar guy and they're working. You know, they run an electrical company and they're. They're out the door by six, and they're not home till six. There's, but there's a thousand different ways that we as dads can stay connected and stay engaged and be supportive of mom, who's doing the bulk of that work. Right. Uh, but there's ways for us to do that. So great. So getting back to yeah. the Hope Schooling 101 that's yes. happening February 16th at 6 p.m. Um, out in Statham. Yeah, the address is Statham, but it's I mean it's it's Oconee County, and it's okay. if if anybody knows where 78 and 53 meet, right there with Striplings. Yes. Uh, even I, as a bad quarterback, could probably hit the church from Striplings parking lot. So it's right there. <laughs> right there, excellent. Um, so is this designed truly for people that are thinking about homeschooling or just starting out, or can veterans come? Absolutely, all of the above. Yes. Uh, because what I've seen too, what we've seen too is veterans, right? Folks that have been doing it for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years even going, hey, I've still got a, you know, a fifth grader and the ones above me, the, the ones above that one, man, they, they wore me out. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to go through middle school and high school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've been there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there. But you absolutely can. And I think biblically you're called to do it. That's right. that's the position we've taken, um, and again, that's that's that, that's the way I take it, and and so there's ways we want to we want to cheerlead you, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be a support system, and again, it don't, you don't have to come to our. We'd love for you to come to us, but 
like I said, we're not the we're not the right fit for everybody. Just like so and so is not the right fit for everybody either. We've, right. You know. How, how what's the age with the academy? Yeah. So we've, uh, we 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 said middle school through high school. So we did sixth through twelfth grade, okay. and it's and it's interesting that all of uh, all of our students we, we had we had four we had four sixth graders and they all four of them left at the semester break and it was kind of like well we weren't expecting this heavy of a workload and that kind of thing and so it's like okay but all of our high schoolers kid all, all of our high school kids stayed um and so we're you know we've got we've got bio, uh, we've got biology chemistry and physics going on we've got pre-algebra, algebra one, algebra two, and geometry going on, uh, English one, two, American lit and British lit uh, in our English department. Um, we've got Georgia history, American American history, world history, and econ and gov uh, going on. So we've got, and then and then the one thing that I think has, is differentiates us a little bit too, is uh, just our life skill track. And so one of the things that we, like, we started off first semester, we, we had a wilderness survival class. Oh, so we had an Eagle that. Scout teaching wilderness survival in the first semester. Awesome. Second semester, so he had a baby, his, not he had a baby, his wife had a baby, and he just got promoted at the church that he's working at. So his, his time got constrained. And so I took over that class, but I, I'm not a wilderness guy, but, we're, but now we're calling it man class. <laughs> right, because that's all I got is ma- I got boys in there, right? That's right. And so we're so we're doing man class, and so we're asked, you know, we're we're covering everything from. It's going to sound silly. We're covering everything from grooming, to insurance products and budgeting, and you know, I mean, how to change a tire. We're going to cover all that basic stuff that men and girls should know too, which is. So next year we're offering ladies lessons as well, alongside man <laughs> I class. Love it. I love it. Uh, but we also we have we've had a we had a full fledged gardening class. We had um, a, we got a dynamite art teacher teaching an art class and is going to be offering sculpture next year as well. Uh, Spanish Spanish is taking place in the afternoon. Uh, next year we are doing we're offering a multitude of different ones as well as the ones that we're currently doing. We're talking about web design. We're talking about some basic. We're we're, um, we're calling it house maintenance, but really we're, we've got a couple of guys that are going to come in and teach some basic electrical, basic plumbing, basic framing. We want to expose kids to something. Um, I, again, this is my personal opinion. College is not the answer for everybody. First Amen. of all, right. yes. And secondly, it is no longer what it was. No, I yes. agree both. <laughs> so, so then, what are we going to be giving our boys and young men, and what are we going to give these ladies, these girls, an opportunity to do? Right, right. Uh, I'm, y- y'all are super intelligent women. I'm sure y'all have seen and read the blue collar market is going to become obsolete. I mean, the average age of anybody who runs an electrical company or drywalling company is 60 years old. Right. Um, I heard I heard an ad. And this is a while ago. This is a year ago now. But I heard an ad on. Uh, this shows I don't listen to the radio much anymore. Most of it's podcasts. So, but um, <laughs> what's what's one hundred four point seven? Was that the fish? The fish. Yes, the fish. So there was a guy who called in. Now he was all the way up in like coming or something like that. But he said, he said I am calling because I am trying to find a twenty four, a twenty two to twenty five year old young man, who wants to come and take over 
my pest control business. Mm -hmm. I will teach him and pay him well for the next five years, and I will hand him a $10 million company. And he said, I cannot find anybody to do it. Right. It's crazy. That's crazy. My <laughs> husband's in the HVAC plumbing business, pipe fitters, yeah. welders. You can't you can't yeah. find them. Yeah. They're, they're like going to universities like Georgia Tech saying, you come to this apprentice program, we're guaranteeing you six figures. Yeah. And that yeah. was 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, COVID taught us that, taught us that we didn't have to work anymore. Yeah. I mean, it just conditioned, conditioned anybody under the age of 35 to not work. Yes. That's really. A absolutely. You know, so. And that liquor stores and uh, Chick-fil-A's are essential. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's crazy. Churches it's, no, but yeah. Yeah. Churches, no. Yeah. And gems, and gems. no. No gems. Yeah. No, no yeah. gems. Anything that might possibly bring you any hope. And right. Or community or connection. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I tell you, um, as devastating as COVID was, I think it was a huge wake-up call for our society, our culture. Absolutely. Um, um, in, a, in a very positive way. It, and it just, um, it removed... It ex the the blinders for sure. Bovid is what it called. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that Absolutely. one. I might steal that one. Yeah. We um we, we have said for the last four years because we were just going the other night. Can you believe it's four years ago? No. Gosh. I have to sit there and think. Okay, 2019. What happened? 2020. Right. And kind of run through my mind to figure out now what year was that? Right. I, I, yeah. Right. But it's I, but I do have everything in my mind pre and post COVID. Right. I, I have that line. Correct. Right? But, but 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 the year of that line is yeah, it's yeah. a little gray. It's yeah. a little gray. But we have a saying in our house now is that we just question everything. Absolutely. I'm yes. not saying I'm not saying everything is a lie and I'm not saying all the other stuff is true. I'm just saying I'm open to a conversation mm, about right. everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we just had that conversation yeah. right before you came. Yeah. yeah. I so. I walk around with my tinfoil hat on yeah. constantly because yeah. yeah. um, they did that. Well, you, you, you know. Lie to, you lie multiple times. Um, that's what you get. It's not a conspiracy yeah. if it's true. That's right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> And semantics I'm, yeah that's, all. that's right <laughs> call it whatever that's right. you want that's right but yeah so i mean and that and that so i'm going to touch on this because of this is something that we actually had been asked to do so next year one of the classes we will offer is within the framework of a debate and logic class it's a conspiracy theory class mm. <laughs> that sounds good i'm telling you i'm is coming for the age limit on that <laughs> yeah. So within the framework of debate and within the framework right. of logic, because uh, I was never a logic guy until I taught logic at Classical Conversations for eight yes. years. And so I taught introductory and intermediate logic, and I taught it through the James Nance, yeah, the James Nance books. And um, fascinating. just super, yes, my wife was slightly upset that I was able to then start rationally having discussions. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that is a fallacy. Yes, that's right. We're going to put that in the square of opposition. <laughs> so, so anyway, so that's fascinating. So within the framework of that, we'll yeah. this, this uh, we'll take what, some things on. This is what I have been trying to tell educators that um, that are in traditional five day a week schooling. Mm -hmm. It's like you got to break free of yeah. that mold. Yeah, we it's no longer working. Right. And it's, uh, I'm taking the example of, say, uh, grammar. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes they go so deep 
into the inner workings of grammar, yet they don't know how to write right. a five-paragraph mm-hmm. paper. Yep. And it's like, yes, that's a subjunctive adverb clause, but who cares if you can't put sentences together and, and create a logical well-written paper and that's that it's like we've got to switch that we've got to talk about things of how to work with your hands yeah everything you said about the whole uh, framing and electrical and plumbing i'm with jill i want to come and learn those things yeah because i love Mm self-sufficiency i hate being dependent on people when there is a logical way of me to to yeah. figure things out yeah. and i think that is what's missing yeah. and um I, I think you're on to something i think you've got some great classes that will turn education up on its head it's like we still want to learn the three r's the right. reading writing and arithmetic but what can we do that really gives these kids life skills that yeah. translates into being able to provide for their family in their community and still have your faith woven in right, to right. it. And I'm going to circle back just a second, too, because, um, you know, we have, we have gone the accreditation route. However, we are, still, we, we are still focused on that homeschool family. And so you can take a la carte classes with us. You take, we have kids taking one class with us, and that's perfectly fine. We have partnered with an accrediting agency. Well, let me back that up. A transcript service. So, uh, you guys familiar with Paragon Learning Center? Yes. So yes. Conyers. Yes. Yep. So the 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 class piece of that was closed, but they maintained their transcription accreditation, and so we partnered with them and said, "Hey, would you be willing to accredit transcripts for for, you know, the parents want to want that accredited transcript? Would you be willing to partner with us on that?" And, uh, she said, absolutely. So we're not holding it in-house. So if a family just wants to take the classes, and you don't have to go that route. You can if you want to, and you go see them to do it. And, or if you just want just want the classes, you can take the classes and do, and, and do your own transcript. So Are you one um, day a week? We are. We're on Mondays. So we meet yeah. on Mondays. Any any chance you, you see yourself doing uh, a two-day or three-day-a-week program, or is that not on the... <clears throat> On the docket. Well, starting this wasn't on the docket necessarily <laughs> either. <so. laughs> Who knows? I feel like so, that's also a missing component. Yeah. I feel like there is a need to do a two-day-a-week two program because every, all these homeschooling co-ops are one day a week, and particularly some of those harder-level classes such as maths and sciences, the two-day-a-week might actually help those students to really solidify those concepts that are a little bit harder we we had talked about that actually we had talked about having a day of core classes and then having a day of electives and so kind of two daying it like that right you know it's it it's been a point of conversation at in the early stages but it's hard to get it off the ground well here here, here's what i'm just going to say i'm just going to say that Having 10 kids is not for everybody. We do a lot of things atypical, right? But right. I think I think most homeschooling families are rebellious by nature anyway. Yes. So <laughs> where, where I'm headed with that is saying this. If God calls it, then we'll do it. Right. At 50 years old, right, and 26 of those years we've, we, we've homeschooled, 
my wife and I will be uh, celebrating 29 years of marriage in October. So Congrats. I, isn't that uh, <laughs> Is that like the so, quickest 29 years ever? Or was it, did you feel every year? No, it? you know what I'll say is this. First of all, we were just telling the kids that August will be 30 years since we met. So we, she was a freshman, I was a senior, and we were married the next year. Wow. So we were telling the kids, we were saying, hey, it's been, you know, uh, August, it'll be 30 years since your dad and I knew each other. She was telling the kids that. I was like, yeah, I'm 50. So I've, a third of my life mm-hmm. has been with your mama, you know? And w- when we got married and we were immediately, literally, we got married on Saturday, October 14th, and we were on the plane on October the 20th to go to Taiwan. So I was playing basketball still. Wow. And so we were, I had signed a contract to go play overseas on the night of our rehearsal. Wow. I didn't I didn't I didn't tell her. Just told her at the rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole story behind that that my kids will be glad to tell you, but I don't want to repeat. So but yeah, so I mean we spent the next three, four years of, of kind of bouncing around. So um but yeah, twenty nine years okay, so which no means pun intended. No. So I <laughs> so I actually need to back up. I said Massey was twenty Massey was born in 96, so she'll be, she just turned 27. Yeah, I have so, one that age, and I was like, 27, I can't believe yeah, she's 27. Yeah. So, no, I don't think, I, I think, we just said last night, we were just looking, we were just sitting on the couch, and we go, 30 years. Boom, it's gone. And at 50 years, that's 60% of your life. Yeah, so you see, that's it's a good thing that I just teach algebra one, right? Yeah, well, and I, I was like, <laughs> not basic arithmetic. No, no I, yeah, I, 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 I don't do, if, if you could have put that together for me in a quadratic formula, yeah, I probably could have figured that it. out. But basic math, no. <laughs> I had my calculator out when you said you had been homeschooling 26 years. I actually was thinking, how long have I been homeschooling? And I got the calculator <laughs> yeah. out. That's yeah. right. Have your kids ever been to uh, public school no. or private? Yep. No. So no. always. Always. Yeah. Always homeschooled. And go ahead. No, I was just going to say my daughter's about to go down that road. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a, a soon-to-be six-year-old yeah. and a two-year-old, and she's decided to homeschool. Carson. Is she hyper about it? So I was, uh, so I have to I have to say this tongue-in-cheek because I'm sure we were like this, but I read on a, I read a Facebook post the other day, and it's a mom going, okay, I've made the decision to homeschool, and I am so overwhelmed, and I am just about to go down this rabbit hole, and I just don't know what to do. I'm so stressed out. My daughter's going to be five next year. And I went. See, I was stressed, but in a good way. Like I'm hyper, I'm excited about it. Just couldn't wait. But there was a lot. That's the thing. I think Reese's excited, but I think she's overwhelmed with, with what what to do. Her her daughter Mm. is a very. She wants to do the nature program. She's very inspired by being outside and doing things. So you can. (laughs) There's a ton of. So she's looking in curriculums that that kind of lend itself to just. So, so my, so my eight years of classical conversations have influenced my perspective, probably somewhat of a classical model guy, but I, I've, I've always believed that anything that you need to learn can still be learned by age 12. 
yeah. or at age 12 and f- moving forward. Mm-hmm. So like if you do nothing but spend time outside playing in dirt as a, as a little boy until you're nine years old, I think you're still okay. That's, so, that, that reminds me of a quote from the John Taylor Gatto. Mm. Um, he was the New York City teacher oh, of the yes. year oh, and yeah. followed him, and he talked about the underground mm-hmm. of uh, the public school system, why it was created. And he he taught me something in one of his books that brought so much, t- took the weight of the shoulder, yeah. or the weight of the world off my shoulders was if you did nothing from age zero to 12, mm-hmm. and then at age 12, whatever the child missed in that, that 12 year period, they could learn in a hundred hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that, yeah. that was very freeing to hear. Cause you think we're, we spend a hundred hours. But think of what you can't learn if you're sitting in a classroom for those 12 years, right. all Absolutely. the things you can't right. learn if you're not playing in the dirt. Right. I just right. find it comical that uh, the society talks about how sheltered and mm-hmm. how antisocial and, and yet sure there's, there's people that are like that if right. they, they choose to close. But they're also like that in public school. Oh yeah. yeah. So you're going to have those same people in a public school. And I feel like my kids have been exposed to so much opportunity yeah. that I would never want it to be any different <clears throat> right. from that. I, I, I would always say I'll put my kid's social calendar up against anybody's. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, when we were in the throes of it and I, my kids refer to themselves as first tribe and second tribe. So first five or the first tribe, second, right? the, bo- <laughs> the bottom quote unquote five or the second tribe. But when we were in the throes with first tribe still being in school full time, it, I mean, it just is something every night. It was something every night, whether it was a church event or it was sports, you know, I mean, obviously we're heavy into athletics and I mean, all of my kids have played sports for us in some way, shape or form, whether it's basketball or soccer or volleyball or cross country. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we're just busy, 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 busy. Um, and yeah, they're, just, well, they're so I, unsocialized. Well, and <laughs> I just think, um, and look at what some of these, these kiddos are picking up in certain school situations, uh, the bullying mm-hmm. or just picking up on things that are not allowed in your house, right. but their friends talk about it yeah. all day long, and and um, it's so, scary. Someone told me to do this. We went down and parked in the parking lot at the end of the school day, mm-hmm. waited for the final bell to ring, because she had kind of been on this, well, I think I want to go to public right. school, high school. The bell rang. You know, she just, I said, just observe. Never asked again. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Yeah. We had one kid that wanted to try it, and we so for like three straight days, I woke him up at five o'clock because I was like, "This is when you're going to have to get up in order to get ready." And they're like, "Now I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a homeschooling affords you some freedoms yeah. to adapt to what your natural body clock is, yeah. and and I was of the mindset. I don't care as long as you get your work done. Right. And then because there are people who have second shift jobs or third shift jobs. Correct. It's just if that's the way you're wired, just know that's that's that's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I think it's cruel. I was I was speaking uh, somebody in my Wednesday night um, Bible study class. um, She has a special needs daughter Mm. and she just talks about how rushed she is in the morning and Mm. her 
bus stop pickup, 545 in the morning. And that's yeah. just insanity. I've, so, yeah. So, come out and learn how to homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. So, I can send so, my daughter. My daughter yeah. It'll, absolutely. Somebody, absolutely. Come, come, come loaded with questions. You know, again, our passion is to is to cheerlead, help, and, and bind together the, the, that, the homeschool community. And Classical Conversations is helping support it. They're, they're, they're helping market it. Um, uh, Jill Butcher with Summit is helping market it. Compass community is, um, I've sent them the information about it. They're supposed to be helping us market it. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it is geared toward, yes, we are putting it on, but it is not, Mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not an event to get you to come. It's an event to us. It's an event to learn how to homeschool. Yeah. Learn how to homeschool. Ask, ask questions. There's going to be people in the crowd that are super veteran, you know, within our athletic program, when I have a parent meeting and we have a new family that's come to brand new homeschooling family, I'm like, look, you have found the right place because, you know, we have, we have, there's over 200 years of experience combined within, within this group of people, right? You got a question about any kind of curriculum? I guarantee you these moms have an answer or have experienced it. We just want to be a, you know, we want to be a resource. Yes, we want to go ahead and have our academy grow. Nobody would not want it to grow, right? Right. But we want it to be growing with the people who God sends us, um, not because we're, you know, we're, I mean, we're not manipulating anybody, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, we just want to be that resource. So. Right. Natural right. growth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Natural organic. growth. Organic. Yes, organic. Like organic. That's the go. trendy word. That so, is. That is. You know, organic. I mean, our, you know, as far, and as far as the athletic program goes, we'll be back. Uh, we're, we're kind of in a, in a rebuilding phase this year. This is actually, I had a friend of mine tell me I'm on sabbatical now because this is the first time in 12 years we haven't had a spring sport. But we, Carrie and I needed time. You know, we needed to be able to refresh, if you will, and focus on some other things. But it's like you—you've got it. You're in a new season right yeah, now, yeah. and God, God, figuratively and literally. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited about what God has for us in the future. You know, we thought that the Lord was leading us to to, to build our own little complex to have as a home base. So we bought property on 78 right right in the midst of COVID, which some people would say was not smart, but. We, we did it and worked it, worked it and worked it and worked it, but just got to the point, you know, the plan was to build two soccer fields and build a building out there that housed, that housed a gym. Um, but time and money ran out, and so that's just not what the Lord had for us. So if any of your listeners have anybody that would like to invest and have a cash infusion, we, we're still open to that. However, okay, it is for good. sale, though. Excellent. <laughs> we're selling it. So, yeah. but, but, but it, you know, I mean, what my, my point in sharing that is just, we want to be open to whatever God's calling us to do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move in that direction, and we want to be bold enough to move in that direction, even if the world thinks it's a little risky. Right, right. Yeah. So, like you said, as homeschoolers, we're, we we're, tend to be rebels. We're a little rebellious mm-hmm. by nature. Yeah. We're a little rebellious I, I by nature. I love that. I love that. I love, I love the community of friends and uh, the peers that my yeah. kids have grown with, and it's been it's been great. And yeah. You know, I, I've already told my kids if if you'll let me homeschool my my grandchildren, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. We just have one get married. Our thirdborn got married December thirtieth. Um, my oldest son is slated to get married July sixth. So um, hopefully we'll at you'll some know point. That soon uh, hopefully at some point we'll have. <laughs> I 
got three on a, on a fast track. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, I've heard, I mean, I heard bearing a grandparent is the best. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a grandparent to a couple and, and mom to the other. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, it, is, it is great. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate this opportunity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tout the athletic piece a little bit, if yes, you don't mind. Yes, please do. Um, Thirteen years, uh, we have, we have served over, uh, we have served over fifteen hundred athletes in those thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, we, what we do, we have typically done well. We have sent, we have sent a total of ten kids on to play at the next level in their respective sport. Our soccer program, as of not last year, but our soccer program had back-to-back state champs and had actually also gone on to win the national championship up at NACA, which is up in Tennessee. Wow. Uh, basketball programs, two years removed from a state title. What we do, we do well. We do it, we do it with limited time. Families are like, you know, so how, what's our time commitment? Now, obviously, our time commitment is heavier than rec. Right. Right. But once the season starts, we try and limit three days a week of activity. Mm. We never do anything on Wednesday, never do anything on Sunday. We don't attend anything that does anything on Sunday. Uh, we don't practice or play games on Wednesday. So that already we're down to four days a week. Right. Right. Uh, and so there, there's sometimes where we don't, you know, basketball wise in particular, where we don't practice because we have three games that week. Mm. Right. When I, so we're a member of GAPS, which is the Georgia Association mm-hmm. of Private and Parochial Schools. We're one of the founding members. Um, when, when we started 13 years ago, GAPS wasn't in existence yet. So GAPS used to be the GICAA, and now they, they moved over. They changed their name a couple years ago. But there, there were 12 homeschool, prog- homeschool athletic programs in the state of Georgia back then. Mm-hmm. There's four now. Mm-hmm. And so they've, you know, d- they've gone defunct or they've been absorbed into something else or mm-hmm. something along those lines. So so we're a member of GAPS and that allows us to play other schools and, and things like that. So proud of these kids, proud of the kids that we've put through and the kids will hear it a the kids will hear it a bunch, but we've just we, we've always kind of landed on a couple of a couple of things that I have heard over my lifetime. So a couple of quotes that I try and share with the kids all the time is first of all if you leave here with nothing more than a bunch of wins and losses, we haven't done our job, right? right? So there's more to this, right? And then the other thing is trying to give these young men and these young women a vision for the future. Just my college coach told me this, and I try and say it as much as I can, but don't never be afraid of failure. Be afraid of succeeding in things that don't matter. Yeah. And so we try and get these kids to see, yes, athletics is important. And yes, you can, if you're good enough, be found, right? I've got two kids playing basketball at a manual college right now. Hmm. And I've had, we've had seven or eight soccer guys go on to play a couple at Truett McConnell, Columbia International University. So we've had kids go on to play. Um, We've had great coaches and we've had great families. And so it's just been a blessing. It's been a blessing to spend your life doing something that you believe God's called you to do. Mm -hmm. And it matters. Mm -hmm. It absolutely matters. It leaves a lasting impression. And, I mean, that's it goes hand-in-hand hand with homeschooling. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And, and, and to just have your hand in it and just not be a spectator to the most important years of your children's lives. Mm-hmm. It, it's to 
is to to be in it yeah. to be involved and yeah. to decide a lot of these things yeah yep it's a it's, privilege it is it really is well i'm looking forward to friday the 16th i can't wait yeah i, can't I hope wait. I, I hope i don't disappoint you or your crowd <laughs> i doubt it i doubt it i doubt it and I just hey i'm gonna plug you because you know you you worked with my son and he is not a great test taker uh, but he has turned out to be a very, very good college student. Fantastic. And I think that's just a result of more time spent with you. <laughs> well, and I, and I, I talked to them about that. Yeah. It, it's like the act of preparing for the college entrance exam is not necessarily about the score. It's about the dedication yeah. and that consistent discipline that it takes. And it's why I love working with athletes yeah. because I used to, I used to play tennis. So there are times where I would win a match, but I felt terrible about how I played. Mm. So the win meant nothing. Yeah. And there were times where I took a loss where it was the best I'd ever played. Right. They and were just better that day. Yeah. 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 And I, the loss, I didn't even care about right. because I knew I personally did the best I'd ever played. Right. And I feel that way about the test. The score, really, when we get down to it, doesn't matter as much as what were the actions that mm -hmm. you took to get there. Yeah. And that's what's exciting. And oftentimes, when um, my, my parting shot before I depart <laughs> with a student is, you did everything I asked you to do. Yeah. You showed up. You were prepared. You learn some things along the way. Now it's in God's hands. And in my book, you've already won. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what the score is. Yeah, we talked to our athletes this year in particular about um, about contentment. And um, not that not that contentment means you're satisfied with where you're at, but, but you have to rest in the fact that God has you exactly where he wants you to be at that moment. Right. Doesn't mean we can't strive to be more or get more or do more, right? Um, but you also have to be content with right where you are at that point in time. And, you know, that's, that's where I felt like my son was, he did what he was supposed to do. You know, his score improved slightly and that's okay. But, you know, he's gone on to be a 3.0 plus student in college. Perfect. And I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. That's it. You know, that's, that's the, it. the score is part of the game. Right. 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 So get in the game. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and then you can perform. And so. that in and of itself is we do things we don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And yeah, it, it, in, any improvement right. is going in the right direction. And yep. yeah, yeah, we're, we were not looking at getting a 36 on the ACT. Right. We were looking for getting better. Yeah. Period. Yep. That's so. it. That's it. But no, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I appreciate refreshing my memory about Red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great kid, great kid, and I'm so glad he's um, succeeding. Yeah, he's flourishing. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he loves it up there. Awesome. So he's up at Emmanuel, and he loves well, it. Well, and so. look, God's got it, got him where he wanted. He's got him. it exactly yeah. where he wants him to be. That's so. it. That's it. As a parent, that's awesome. I know. Yeah. What else do we want for our kids? I just, I just want you to be obedient. That's it. To the Lord. Beautiful. Me first, and then to the Lord. <laughs> That's I, right. I'm his, I'm, I'm his representative down here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love it. Well, I think that's a perfect ending to this this podcast. Thank well, you so much for coming on. Will you come back it. sometime? Anytime you want me to. Awesome. Talk Thank all day. you. Oh, Thank yeah, you. same. <laughs> I, th- I say we go down the conspiracy oh, theory yeah, route. Let's have one of those logical I, conversations. I don't have a problem with that <laughs> yeah, at all. Debate. Bring a topic and, lo- and, and we, we can We probably wouldn't there. debate anything. The four We'd of us probably just probably all agree. Yeah, <laughs> argue with a wall. That's it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Clean Slate. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. We hope you found the motivation to start fresh. Don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback helps us bring you more stories of resilience and reinvention. Remember, life is an ever unfolding story and you hold a pen. Embrace the power to create your own clean slate filled with hope, purpose, and the endless possibilities. Until next time, keep writing your story and always be ready for new beginnings.